I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting the nice worst microphones. Trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize. These guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a some fidget of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. A little not too picky. I heard that. What you got? You did the show last Thursday, right? Last Thursday. It was good. It was good hearing that. That's a good intro. It is a great intro. Elite. Lunch. It is June 26. We are powered by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm Reed Mouse, mostly up here so Mouse Cop doesn't call me lazy again. I went to the streets last Friday after Mouse Cop for months has been trying to get me fired. I tried to get him fired. I don't, hopefully I was... I don't hope I was successful. I don't mean that. But, uh, guys, I missed a lot last week. Went out of town, went to Pittsburgh, went to Cleveland. I saw you guys were singing Natasha Bedenfield, right? We did. Multiple times. Yeah, it's a great song, Reed. You like that song, right? Can you let me in on the inside joke? Because, I mean, being gone for the week that I was, yeah. like, I wasn't tuned into the show a whole lot. I missed a lot. So let me in on the inside joke. So it started last week at some point. I don't know when. Uh, but I, but it basically, I just started typing in the lyrics. I, or I said, you know, Unwritten's a great song, and I would just, I would just type in Unwritten in the chat. And my boy Mouse Cop, he'd come chime in, and he'd type out the full lyrics with me. We'd go back and forth with the lyrics. You know, ever everybody started tuning or started chiming in too. It was a good time. And then I, I asked uh, Trace and Nick. I paid for a super chat. I'm like, you guys need to sing the song. We can make this our anthem. They sang the song on the live stream. I think it got taken down for copyright reasons. Mm. But, you know, I think now it's our song. Now it's our song, Unwritten. I think it's a great song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep singing it until the day I die. Bless you. Hey, Casey, well, bless you. you. God, God bless you, Casey. God I, don't, bless I don't have that power. But yeah, so Reed, anytime you want to just start singing along with us, that's great. Because at the end of the show, I'd like to sing it again. If that's okay. But we'll see. We'll see, Reed. Everett told me to stop being a casual. Is that because I wasn't fully locked into the show, show last week? Is that, I, is that what I that means? I think so. I think oh, so. Oh, man. I'm just a casual. Just a cash. And don't, don't like that. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about Reds. I don't anticipate this being a long show. We talked about the Reds for, for two hours, but they're exciting to talk about. A lot of fun. And Drew. Drew Garrison, by the way, also wanted to I, – I, Drew put it in the chat. Thank you, Drew. Drew also paid for a super chat. Sorry, Reed. Go ahead. Yeah, were you trying to take credit over – No, Drew? I was not trying to take – well, I was taking a little credit. I did start it. But Drew did help me get it off the ground, so that's Drew. Shout out, Drew. Time out. Are you, are you stealing some valor over here? No, I'm not stealing any valor. My valor is my own valor, and I have it in spades. 
Did you, you have any valor? Do you have any honor, Reed? I have zero honor. I have no shame. I, you know, what's funny is so the, the shtick that I do about on Twitter about you know being anti Reds and everything like that. It gets a lot of uh, the tweets back, and there is no one. I can I can I can take it. I I you know obviously endorse it. So when people tweet at my wife gets so mad at me. There's only one person that I truly <laughs> I truly fear when I do this shtick, and that is that about once a week my wife will get on Twitter and she go like, all right, what's my husband up to? Oh, he's being a jackwad on Twitter again. He's being an <laughs> idiot. And she gets so, so mad at me. There was there was I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm on this show. Hopefully she's not watching. She we're we're driving home from this wedding up in northern Indiana. And she finally does the thing where she checks the Twitter and she's like, All right, what what my what did my idiot husband do? And I have this tweet about the 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 sellout of the Friday game and I said, Well, forty per forty percent of the division already does this. Congrats for the Reds. Um, and of course everyone's on me and someone just straight up put the, in there, you need to get laid. And I said, couldn't agree more. <laughs> that was my response right back to it. Thought it was clever. Thought it was funny. Oh, no. My wife did not like that whatsoever. She's oh. like, do you, do you, when people read this, what, what do you think they're thinking? Think, think you're just gonna get laid with whoever? Like what, what's going on here? I was like, Marianne, I was just a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Reed's a but, comedian. No, nobody has ever denied that Reed is a funny guy. Reed is Reed is my favorite guy. The issue with Reed is, can I be honest? Reed? <laughs> What's the issue? What's the issue, Elliot? Reed just comes into the office and just doesn't like me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my Serbian nature. I don't know what it is. But Reed comes in here every day and he just looks at me for about thirty-two seconds in silence. And I just have to sit here and afraid of, afraid of everything. And and then he he has a little tuft of hair and he and he shows it off every day. I, you know I. I, I love Reed. He's my best friend in the whole world, but he just doesn't like me at all. Why? What is it with my stare that that it makes know. you feel uncomfortable? I don't know, but it's the smile that you do with it. It's just scary. It's just a scary stare. It, that's what it is, really. I, nobody's ever stared at me quite like that. I am not a serious person. I've never been a serious person. So why? Well, you I'm not a serious person either, as you have most likely known by now. But you know, I I don't know. I. I, I look at Paul and I see good vibes. I look at Casey, good vibes. Reed just looks at me and I just feel sad. I don't know what it is. I think I think Reed's trying to mentally dominate me. Do I foster a toxic workplace? No, I, I think it's a it's a good workplace. It's not toxic. It's just scary. I feel like I'm sometimes toxic towards Paul. I feel like I I, I stick up around Paul. Big a whole league lot. Paul. Well, here's the problem: is I'm just always so on my toes with what I need to know or not know is a joke or not a joke that. I lean into jokes so much, and <laughs> yeah. then Reed leans into them, and then we both lean together, and then we wind up just... Yeah, that's fair. It's tough. Yeah. Drew Garrison says, Reed does come off as a guy whose dad is a powerful judge that can ruin your life. I can tell you right now that Mark Mouse has no authority with the law whatsoever. <laughs> quite, quite the opposite. All right, guys, let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds and not this uh, workplace environment. The road ahead... <laughs> For the Reds, it is going to be tough. You know, they've got 13 games going into the All-Star break. They're right at the, the midpoint of the season. They're, I think, a few games under 81, so it's they're right there. What are they? They're, they're at 78 games, so they're right at the midpoint of the season. Of the 13 games before the break, 10 are on the road, and the only three are at home are against the San Diego Padres, who have underperformed this season. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Atlanta Braves 
lineup being relentless, the San Diego Padres is of the same breath. When you got Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis all hitting in the same lineup, it's scary for the starting rotation that the Cincinnati Reds are currently putting out there. You know, the injuries, the Hunter Green, the Nick Lodolo, you're not sure when either one of them have come back. And Ben Lively, who has been serviceable at times, is now missing as well. Andrew Abbott, Graham Ashcraft, they're going to have a big learning curve over these next 13 13 games. So as you guys, the Reds fans, and I'm, I'm telling this, I'm not, not sticking it up right here. I'm going to tone down the Reds hate for at least a week. <laughs> wow. Is it because... I am doing it out of the good of my heart. No, it's because my wife is very mad at me. So I've got to. She's she's the ultimate yeah. the culprit of, of what goes on and what doesn't go on the Twitter. So I'm going to tone it down just to appease her at least a little bit. So, guys, what are your expectations for the Cincinnati Reds at the All-Star break? They are four games over 500. They've got 13 games left, 10 on the road. Four of those are against the lowly Washington Nationals. Sorry, Paul. No, that's fine. But three are against the Baltimore Orioles, three are in division against the Milwaukee Brewers, and then three are at home against the San Diego Padres. What are the expectations for the Reds at the All-Star break? Yeah, we have a couple big series. Again, the Brewers before and after the All-Star All -Star break, that's going to be huge. The Brewers have kind of owned the Reds the past couple of years. The Padres have owned the Reds the past couple of years. My goal and my expectation would, would be to be 500. If we are 500, not below 500, we have now we have now passed that bar. We have to be at least 500 at the at the uh, All Star break. Is my expectation and my goal. So for to be 500, you have to go under four under 500. So you're saying over these next 13 games, that would be what five and nine? No, that it'd be. Yes. I don't think they can get 500. So it'd be like no, it'd be five, five and eight. Five right? and eight. Five we'd and get eight. The, we'd get them one game over 500. Five and eight. That's a low. That's a low bar. It's a low bar, but the division is so low. So I mean, the division is bad, right? I mean, the division is until the Cardinals kick it on, which I do expect. People don't agree with me on that. The Cardinals are going. The Cardinals won 17 in a row in like August two years ago. I don't know what you guys are like writing off the Cardinals for. The Cardinals are going to be good at some point this year. The talent's too good there. Stay within 500. Stay within a game and a half, two games of the division lead. We're we'll be okay. Just get me, just get me to the All Star break alive. If we're under 500, if we collapse here, then I don't know what we do. Then I don't know what then I don't know what happens. This is something I'm actually genuinely curious about about the Reds is that it. I'm not sure where the expectations are with the Reds because oftentimes it seems like it's conflicting, right? I, I just asked Elliot where they want to be going into the All-Star break. He said just 5-8 and eight over the next 13, and you're one game over 500 going into the All-Star break. An incredibly low bar to clear when the Reds are in first place in the National League Central. And I know I've made the joke about it. Who's playing better ball in the National League right now than the Cincinnati Reds? Maybe the Atlanta Braves, but that's it. Who's playing better ball in, the major, in Major League Baseball than the Reds? Despite terrible starting pitching, the Reds just go out every night and have seemed to win. So... These expectations are this just floating aniba of I'm not sure, and I don't think any Reds fans are, are sure of where to put their expectations. Tom asked on the show today, the expectation is to make the postseason now. But I truly feel like if you asked Reds fans to be honest about it, they're like, well, I mean, if we make the postseason, that's great. That's not our expectations. You might say it is, but that's not, that's not it. Going into the Braves series, the expectation was just don't get swept. 
going into the Astros series the week before when the Reds swept the Astros was just don't get swept. We're playing great ball. Let's just not get swept. So at what point do these expectations go the next step up? And I feel like for a 13-game streak, you want to go at least 500 to where you're going four games under going into the All-Star break. Reds fans over here, what are your expectations of the next 13 games heading into the All-Star break? About eight and five. Eight and five? That's eight your expectation? So, so that is... Oh, oh uh, that, that would be anything less than eight and five would be disappointment. Okay. Okay. So I guess there's ex- a there's a very winnable series in Washington. Yeah. Four games in Washington. I, I I'll be honest. If they go one and two or zero oh and three against the Brewers going into the All Star break, that's gonna be real deflating. Yep. Like just because they have owned the Reds in these weird midsummer series forever now, it seems like in the last couple of years where it's just like they break all kinds of momentum. Just like what happened when the Reds played the Brewers a few weeks ago, where they were starting to trend up. There was some momentum there. Hey, maybe the Reds can steal a couple from the Brewers this weekend and really turn the tide. Yep. Yeah. Swept. That can't happen. Yeah. Casey, newfound Reds fan? Yeah. I, well, I'm maybe just, not swept. They I'm, won one. I'm yeah, visualizing this. Um... I'm expecting them to at least get one win against Baltimore and San Diego, so that puts them at two wins. Three wins against Washington, that puts them at five. One to two wins against Milwaukee. I would really love them to get two, so I'm going to go seven and – what does that put me at? Seven and six? Seven and six. Seven and six. I think seven and six is my expectation. Yeah, I think, if you, I think a, a fair expectation is just don't lose any ground. If your four games are over 500, that's great. Seven and six seems fair. I mean, you take three or four from Washington – you sneak a series out on one of the other games. The, the big one, obviously, being the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the, the matchups against San Diego at home this weekend. Michael Waka and you, Darvish, are, are scheduled to pitch against Graham Ashcraft and Brandon Williamson. It's not a great matchup for either one of those games. Um, if you're able to, the, to play well in Baltimore and squeak out a series win in San Diego, sky's the limit here. And you got to remember... We, we, the the bulk of our conversation today on off the bench was where do the Reds go for starting pitching help? Because where it's at right now is not great. All of these starting pitchers are fighting for their lives on this rotation. Any one of them could, could lose their job like that, except for maybe Andrew Rabbit. I mean, he's he's going to pitch for a while, but even then, I mean, he's only has four starts to his career. I mean, Graham Ashcraft, his his tires running, the the tread on the tires getting thin there. So maybe you'll see a little bit of life out of this rotation. That the fact that, you know, they turn on their radios heading into the ball game. They hear what we're talking about. They see the, the Twitter posts. They see the articles about, all right, the Reds need to go get some starting pitching help. They put them in a position, year ahead of schedule, chance to win the division. They need to, they know what their roles are. And now it's time for them to play better. As an outside looking in, I think, yeah, you go 500, you go seven and six, right above 500, five games over, over 500 going into the all-star break. What more can you ask for? Take the series against the Milwaukee Brewers, come out of the all-star break, take another series against Milwaukee Brewers, and now you're cruising towards winning that division. The Brewers are such an interesting team because I was looking at their, I, I mentioned it on the show, they are 28th in OPS this year, 28th. 
And I know OPS isn't the end-all, be-all for stats, but I think it's a decent parameter. Meanwhile, the Reds are in first in the division, and they're 28th in, what, team, team ERA? Starting pitching ERA, at least? So, <laughs> it's almost the opposite of the immovable force, unstoppable object, whatever that, that phrase is. So, that's going to be an interesting series. What can you do over the next 10 games heading into that series? Yeah, that's to be found out. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw this, speaking of Ellie De La Cruz. So, MLB... Um, put out their updated list of 100 prospects. And uh, Jackson Holiday, I believe is Matt Holiday's son. Yeah. He is. Paul? Jackson Holiday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Matt yep, Holiday's yep. son. Became the number one prospect in Major League Baseball, dethroning Ellie De La Cruz. Now, Ellie De La Cruz has just had a, one of the greatest two-week stretches in, in Red's rookie history. Hit for the cycle. Has done almost everything that you ask of him. And he got demoted in the prospect rankings. So Jackson Holiday, I've not watched anything on him. Obviously know the name. Obviously asked about Matt Holiday some. Yep. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> that, that he has dethroned Ellie De La Cruz, who has torn it up in, in, in the majors since he's come up. Jackson Holiday is like 10 years old. And he is, <laughs> he, he, I mean, he's like 10 years old and he looks like he's about five years old. And uh, very relatable, and he <laughs> he has been yeah he's been tearing it up. I I I still follow a lot of Orioles minor league uh, accounts and and people that have you know covered the minor leagues and the Orioles and and people that I knew when I was there a couple of years ago and all they talk about and all they tweet about now is uh, is Jackson Holiday and actually I don't know if the Reds are going to end up playing tonight. Uh, if nobody has checked the weather, there is a massive storm system coming through. It, it looks dicey tonight and tomorrow. Tomorrow night's game might get delayed. If the Reds play tonight, I'll be shocked, um, they're, depending on how long they want to delay it. I don't know how long they do that on day one. But if they play tonight, uh, Jordan Westberg, who has been a top prospect, he was with us in Bowie in 2021 for a little while at the end of the season. Um, Jordan Westberg is one of their top prospects. He's going to debut tonight for the Orioles, and uh, he, he, he was a stud. Um, actually, I was going back through old games, not from the Joes. It was the summer after the Joes read when I was still in, in the collegiate yeah. leagues. Yeah. And I was going back through old lineup cards the other day, just sorting through them. And he was playing on uh, one of the teams that I was working against. And he's just grinded his way up, played at Mississippi State, and uh, infield prospect that's going to debut with them, just another piece of their future. And it just goes again to, to seeing – how similar these teams are between the Reds and the Orioles. And they just continually, one after another after another, call these guys up. And then, oh, look, the Orioles have the number one prospect. The Reds have the number two prospect. It's just it's back and forth. Very yeah. similar. Yeah, it's it's incredibly interesting. And if you could take either one of the, the franchises, you take the Reds in heartbeat, right? I mean, the Orioles might have more. They're playing better right now. But they play in the American League East. Yeah. Which... For since the inception of the, the three divisions in Major League Baseball, the American League East has been the best division, bar none. Yankees, Red Sox, and then you sprinkle in the, the shining small market team of the Tampa Bay Rays. And I, I remember when the Blue Jays had Carlos Delgado and Roy Holiday back in the mid-2000s, and they won like 88 games seemingly every year, but you just never even thought of them because they played in the American League East and the Red Sox and the Yankees were winning 100 games. And if you wanted to compete, you had to win 100 games. 
Yeah. It is it is striking how similar the franchise's trajectory is currently right now. All right, so the one other topic, we're not going to talk about trades because we talked in good depth about this. I made this at the beginning of uh, before we started off the bench, this J-Bar. Um, if this, who are the Reds' all-stars? One of the goals that I had for the Reds when back when I thought, I think most people thought that the Reds weren't going to compete for the division, when most people thought this was going to be a 90-loss team somewhere around there, was one goal that I had for the Reds was don't have the token all-star. Every team gets an all-star, but, you know, if you get a couple in, that means you got some good ball players. If it ended today, who is the Reds' all-star, and do they have multiple? They should have multiple. I don't think they'll get multiple. Edwin Diaz, or not Edwin Diaz. Alexis Diaz. Alexis Diaz is Unde a, uh, undeniably an all-star. An all-star. Uh, he's been the best closer, best arguably the best reliever in the National League. So he's my number one. Matt McClain, man, if he started a couple weeks earlier, he'd be in for sure. Ellie, unfortunately, again, too late. I think India is a starter. I think I know a lot of a lot of the city wants to trade India, but India has been been a starter, no doubt. Uh, you think an all star? You think he's an all star doubt. over you know the other second baseman in the league? Yeah, I mean, I, I the second baseman would be uh, Luis Arias. Okay, so Luis Arias would be number one, but yeah, I guess Ozzy Albies maybe too. So yeah, I would think as at least an alternate, I would give India a look. Other than those two, what about Spencer Steer? Spencer Steer, yeah. Doesn't he lead the rookies in RBIs? Yeah, yeah, but I think Arenado and uh, Riley would get it over him. So if you if you're, if you're looking at you know the other positions, but I think Spencer Steer has absolutely been an All Star. He's just not going to be an All Star. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's all about the competition at hand, right? Do I you mean. think it should be fan voted? Yeah, I think that the event is for the fans. True. The, the event is for the fans. Yeah, there, there's discrepancy. I think, remember when the, the Royals coming off their, their World Series win in 2015, they had like seven starters in the All-Star game. I think the, the Cubs did the same thing the next year, and that's when these conversations really started going like, should, should, should the starters be voted or not? It's for the fans. I think that the MLB should move to having the, the All-Star break, but really, they should have postseason awards. I know that's what they have with the Gold Glove and the Silver Slugger, but... There should also be like an all MLB team. And I think they started doing this, but it should be a little more prevalent. So often you, you'll look at, you know, players with great careers. One that comes to my mind is Rafael Palmero, who is one of like seven players to have 500 home runs and 3,000 hits. He made three all-star games. Three. In his career. So often you'll look at a player who you thought is a perennial all-star, and he'll go, oh, he only made two all-star games. Well, it's because he either played on a bad team or, you know, he, he was a second-half player, all these things, the All-Star game is just so fickle. Yep. Because it is only half the season, and then it goes on your, you know, your baseball reference page forever. I believe that they should vote, in short. Do, do you disagree? I, I think it should be weighted. I, maybe the NBA does it like that, or is NBA all fan-voted now, too? I, I think there should be some kind of scale where a fan base – that has significantly more fans than the Reds or a small market team, they shouldn't be able to dominate. How do you quantify that, though? I don't know, and that's, and that's why I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just a clown for this. But I, I do think that a fan vote, you know, like Freddie Freeman's going to get unlimited votes. So well, Matt, Olson, Matt Olson's going to get unlimited votes. Well, here's the thing is, like, Ellie De La Cruz might be an all-star for forever because of 
how electric of a player he is. Yeah. Right? I mean, if O'Neal Cruz isn't isn't hurt, he probably gets voted in just because people like watching him play. Yep. It, there, there is an element to how exciting of a play, play it is. And the NBA, they I don't know how they vote on their All-Stars, but this goes into when you look at a player's career and he's like, oh, he's a 12-time All-Star, 9-time All-Star. And then you look at a great player and he's like a two-time All-Star. Well, it's... It's fickle. There needs to be another way to quantify how well your season was at the end of it, not the halfway point. And the NBA has that with the all-NBA teams. Yep. Yeah. So I think that the MLB, and I think they have done this. It hasn't caught as much. You're right. It hasn't, it hasn't caught yes. enough traction yet, but I think they need to do it, and they should. You're right. I, I do not care as much about the fan voting now that the game doesn't matter. When the game mattered, right. I would get a little annoyed when you'd have somebody in there that maybe didn't deserve to start or whatever. It's like, hey, let's, why don't you go try and win the game here, fellas? Like, I know it shouldn't matter, but you do want to try and win the game. I got I got mad when the game mattered, and they would still do the pitchers pitching anything. Yeah. I'm just like, no. Well, National League needs Clayton Kershaw to throw six. Like, yeah. He is the best pitcher. And then, then have Scherzer pitch the last four. Is that is that a, is that a wrong take? I still think the game should mean something. I still think I. I it is I, a bad take, yeah. That's a bad well, take. Well, well, depends on what it means. It shouldn't mean World Series home field. Yeah, I don't know what it, I don't know what the prize would be. I think it should mean something though. I I. What about like a cash value to the to the All Stars? Yeah, maybe. I do agree that there maybe should be a little incentive so you don't go down the road of the NBA All-Star game, which has become completely irrelevant. I mean, right. the, the NBA All-Star weekend used to be the thing. Between yep. the dunk contest, the three-point contest, the skills competition, That I mean, that was the weekend. And now it's just, when was the last time you watched the dunk contest? It's horrible. It's and now, horrible. now the the, flip the, dunk, side, the the dunk contest needs to end. They've ran out of dunks. Yeah, yeah. The, that, you, that's you've the ran thing. out of dunks. Eventually, you just can't. No, well, no. I see. I even disagree with that because if you had LeBron James, and I love LeBron, I'm a LeBron guy over Jordan. Sorry. You think if LeBron James came out there and did like a dunk contest, it's him. I don't know, Katie, Slim Shade. Uh, who else? Bring out Damian Lillard. If you brought all the stars out for that, then it, then I would still watch. But right now, you're picking up like. I think it was the guy from Texas Tech. He's not even on an NBA roster. He was doing a dunk contest. He was yeah, doing a dunk contest. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Matt, 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 Matt McClung. McClung. Matt McClung. Yeah. But that's – there's, there's, only, there's, there's only so many Georgia. ways you can dunk a basketball. <laughs> right? And they've been doing this event for 40 years now, and they had a hiatus where they stopped doing it, and then they brought it back. I, I just think that there's only so many, only so many ways to skin a cat. I, I just think they've ran out. I don't even think stars can bring it back. Because if you see LeBron doing it, he's just going to do a dunk that's been done before, which was largely the fun of watching the dunk contest, to see something you've never seen happen before. Now it's become gimmicks, which is okay. I yeah. mean, like Blake Griffin jumping over the hood of a car, gimmick while, while they sing, while the choir sings, I believe I, I, I can fly. That's what, that's what it's <laughs> yeah, but become. Like, that's fun, though. I agree. They haven't done anything. But that's all they can do now. They haven't yeah, done but then, look, that's fine. At they least it's better than... The one highlight that we've seen this year that went viral where the guy did the elbow and the rim and then literally nobody in the crowd reacted. Not one person cheered. Everyone's on their phone. They don't care. I think it's like Dwayne Wade keeping score of that, and he's giving like some people like just tens automatically. If you show up, you oh, get Oh, the a 10. scoring is so bad. Horrible. So it's bad. Horrible. Everybody him, gets a 10. It's like him, Shaq, and Kenny decide who can get a 10 the most. It's, it's, it's just bad. But, but like you look at the Home Run Derby now, if you, if you switch over to the Home Run Derby, the Home Run Derby is the coolest thing in the all, in any All-Star event. The Home Run Derby is now the thing, right? Yeah, the, the, timed, the timed event of the Home Run Derby has made that event yes. just 
so incredible. And it started in Cincinnati. Yep. That was the first year of the, the timed event. Todd Frazier. I, and I do think, like, just make stuff matter. Just make it matter. If you, if you make the All-Star game matter, people will watch. It's more fun that way. Because like Paul said, I mean, does it really matter who becomes an All-Star for a game that doesn't mean anything for a fan-voted event? With no, with no one winning anything? I mean, well, it's just... How, how, do, how does Major League Baseball incentivize winning the All-Star game? Because it used to be a pride thing, right? Yeah. It used to be they never played until the World Series. So you never got to see... Pete or Steve Carlton pitch against Reggie Jackson, yeah. right? You never got, I mean, you saw Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle on the field at the same time. That was the, the large allure of it. Don't have that anymore. Cause just like you're going to see tonight with the Reds and the Orioles, the American league plays the national league. It's been that way for 30 years. So that portion of the game isn't, it's not as mystified. So then they, they brought in, all right, we started interleague play. How do we invent this? Well, the winner of the All-Star game gets home field advantage in the World Series. All right, that was a sham. We knew, we knew how dumb that was from the beginning. How do you incentivize winning the All-Star game? I mean, maybe more home. I, the only thing I can think of right off the top of my head, and it would kind of be silly, but it would still make a little bit of sense. If the NL wins, if the NL wins, maybe you get, maybe you get your pick for the next schedule or maybe a schedule in, in the future or you get to pick an AL opponent, you're coming home. So now you get home field advantage for a random series against an AL opponent. You get to pick, though. Something like that. If, and obviously for players, money. You, you offer them money. That, those are my two bright ideas here. Wait, so if you win the if you if, if the it, National League wins, every yeah. team in the National League gets to pick one interleague play where they're they're at home. Yeah, so maybe like it was said on the schedule. How many away games are the Los Angeles Angels going to play then? Because everyone wants to see Shohei and Trout play. Yeah. <laughs> or or the, Yan the Yankees the Yankees and Red Sox just playing on the road all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, that would, be, that would be an issue. But again, I, I think something like that. I don't know what the answer is. No, because I, I was going in a different direction. Okay, go ahead. I stepped out and went to the bathroom. Did we talk about what happened with the Rockies and the Angels this week? No, we didn't. Okay. Elliot, cue the music, hit the stat, go. <laughs> the Angels outscored the Rockies, Reed, 32-12. to 12. They lost the series to Colorado. 32-12, to 12, they won the series, but then they lost the entire series. The, the Angels scored more runs in the third inning of that game than Colorado did in the entire series, and they lost two out of three games. That is tough to do. Tungsten Armo Doyle. That's, br <laughs> that's brutal. That's br I don't know. I, by the way, the Rockies are just a joke, right? I mean, they play in that fun park over there in Colorado where all the balls fly 490 and just automatic home runs, and then they come on the road and they lose every single game they play. I, I don't know what's going on with Colorado, but that franchise needs to be looked at. Time out. I just noticed uh, I'm looking at the Angels baseball reference page. Sam Bachman, Bachman, um, pitch for the Angels from Miami. He was their first-round draft choice, Miami, Ohio, a few years oh. ago. He's pitching. The What's Angels, that? everyone's like, the Angels are going to be sellers. Why are the Angels sellers? Angels aren't sellers. <laughs> they, they, why are they sellers? Yeah, that's silly. They are five games over 500. I know they're eight games back in the division because the Rangers are, are doing it, but if I looked at the wild card, let me pull up the wild card right now. How far back in that, in that are they? And they also have the MVP on their team. And you're telling me they're going to trade their MVP when they are looking at the wild card right now. They are game back in the wild card. Why, why, why do people keep bringing up Shohei being gone? I, I get that Shohei is, is going to 
more than likely go to another team. And that's another thing. People always talk about where is Shohei going to go? Is he going to go to the, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets? Why couldn't he go back to the Angels? They've got money. They've, they've, they, they spent $300 million on Albert Pujols a decade ago. Got Josh Hamilton the same offseason. C.J. Wilson. They spend money. Got Anthony Rendon. They spend money. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone thinks that the Angels are going to be sellers. I, did, Sho, did Shohei say he didn't want to play for the Angels? He said he wants to play for a winning team. Which, okay. which, so, which well, kind of so he said he didn't want to play for the Angels. Correct. So that's a <laughs> shot at the Angels. I, and I, I think their owner said uh, they don't want to trade him. So I, I don't think you will see a Shohei trade ever. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong if they know Shohei is not going to sign for any amount of money, which I find hard to believe. Then I guess they would trade him, but... Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I mean, Shohei Otani is quietly just leading the league in RBIs, leading the league in home runs. Oh, yeah, and he's got a – let me even pull up his pitching stats. I think he's got a 3-1 ERA. Is that right, right, he's got a 3-1 ERA, 117 strikeouts. Does he just win MVP automatically now? Do so you just write him in? Someone, someone asked me this one time as we're just bouncing around everything. They're like, oh, so you're just going to give the MVP to Shohei Otani? Every time he hits 30 home runs and strikes out 200 batters, yeah. yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. It's the most valuable player, and he's <laughs> a top five hitter and a top ten pitcher. Like, you have to. These are it's, the same dweebs that also say LeBron shouldn't have, like, 15 MVPs. Yeah, that's Like, he crazy. should have 15 MVPs. Ten, at least. I agree. I agree. It's the same argument. He no. should, he, I mean, the only way that Shohei Otani doesn't win an MVP is when Aaron Judge breaks the American League home run record. The <laughs> it's, only, true. it's literally the only way he wins. He loses it. Shohei Otani, like they should just change the name to the Otani Award. They should. No, they absolutely he might, should. He might win. I mean, he's he's only got one. He's unless he gets injured this year, he's going to win a second this year. Like, not to not to do the participation trophy thing because I would never do that. Never. Never. I would not. But what the hell is voter fatigue? <laughs> like, what is that? Honestly, what is voter fatigue with an MVP? You are the most valuable player in the league. Correct. You win that award. LeBron should have won 10 to 15 MVPs. He was not the MVP this year. Well, it's the, same, it's the same. Everyone gets fatigued from everything because, like— I heard someone talking about Mike Trout recently, and they're like, oh, Mike Trout's having a down year. Yeah, he's batting 255, but still get on base 37% of the time, 17 home runs, 40 RBIs, so he's on pace to hit 36 home runs, have 100 RBIs, have a, 37, a 370 on base percentage. Like, he's still going to be a great player. Yep. It's just like, what are we talking about? Yeah, they're clowns. That was like the year that Peyton Manning got hurt. Do you remember the year Peyton Manning missed? I, I forget. I think it was with the Colts. And the Colts were competing for a, for a playoff spot, Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and he missed. And then the Colts just absolutely sucked the next year. And everybody was going, well, should, should Peyton Manning get an MVP vote, a token MVP vote here, given how valuable he was to the team? And I'm going, I mean, hey, <laughs> maybe give it a little thought. But it's just ridiculous, these people that want to say that Shohei is not the most valuable. You're telling me that Shohei Otani, who can – the only thing the guy can't do is pitch with both hands. That's the only way he'd be more valuable is to be able to add two spots to the rotation. Yeah, I would, I would like actually to see, like, Shohei be a defender and him just be a plus-plus defender too. Like, he yeah. play right field and just 
gunning people out left and right. Be, I mean, he's. If you haven't sat down and watched an Angels game in a while, sit down and watch Shohei Otani because you're witnessing maybe the greatest baseball player ever. That's that's all. All right, we talked All Star Game. We talked. We already talked about trade talks, Red. So we'll we'll put a nice bow on this on this show before we get in the vault and go out to lunch. And that is this MLB season, this National League division race, Central Division race, has the makings of an incredibly fun summer. And we've already talked about the shtick of me hating the Reds and everything like that. Listen, everyone I love, like, respect, loves the Reds. Which category am I in? TBD. Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I, I interrupted his thought. Go ahead. I didn't want to give an answer to that. But he, the answer is love. Go ahead. Um, I've always said that the most fun I think I could have as a sports fan is have a division race between the Cubs and the Reds. And between those two teams and the Brewers, we might get that this year. And regardless of what happens at this trade deadline for the Reds, they've got so much damn talent in their lineup that they are going to be competing for this National League Central Division title in August, at least, maybe save in September, more than likely September, because they're just that talented. And it's going to be a fun summer for everyone involved around here. And I'm excited for it. Truly am excited for it and i think that the buzz in this city is bar none right now and i'm ready for it i am intrigued to see what happens with the reds buzz once the Bengals get going again because we, we we keep dancing around this baseball town football town and we saw the baseball town show out this past weekend forty thousand at every game but i think that people are drunk on the hoods I don't think people can get enough Cincinnati Bengals right now. Does that qualm now that the Reds are, are playing well? Probably. But I'm intrigued to see what happens this September. All right, let's go in the vault. This is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. All right, I'm taking the Orioles on the money line. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot? Reds, money line, plus oh, 115 on the greatest sports book the world's ever created, Betfred. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're going to play, so I'm not going to take the – I'm not going to bet the Reds game. Let's take the White Sox plus 115 in I'll, L.A. I was just saying that. Who's pitching in that game? It's a good question. <laughs> Is it Cease? Former Cubby. Yeah, it is Cease versus Reed Detmers, so it's... Give me the White Sox. Each team's best pitcher. Both Detmers has a lower ERA, but he's 1-5. You're taking the White Sox? White Sox. Um, I am Casey's going to... Casey's hard in the lab over here. I'm going to take the Rangers. I'm going to take the spread, minus 1.5. That's at, like, almost plus money, I'm assuming. Okay. Even money. Yeah, that's about one, minus 110. That's a good bet. I like that. Yeah, if you want to know why you don't trade prospects for a starting pitching guy right then and there, which, once again, I am pro the Reds getting a starting pitcher. Truly pro it. But I don't think it should come at the expense of any of their top 10 prospects even. And that might limit the field on who you can get, but I think that's the whole point. 
is I don't want to mortgage the future, but there's a very real problem in the fact that the starting pitching is terrible right now. So anything you get is an upgrade. So why not get a lowly prospect and maybe some cash for, I know you guys laughed at me earlier, for 43-year-old Rich Hill. I don't think that's a terrible and audacious deal. You pay Rich Hill's contract of $8 million, and you get a left-handed pitcher to, to play every fifth day. And the reason I, I warn that is because the Cubs, back in 2017, the year after they won the World Series, traded away two players for Jose Quintana, and they were Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez. That's why you don't mortgage your future. The Reds, or the Cubs, never regain their prospects after that. So, all right, we're going to lunch today. Where are we going to lunch? Throw By the way, Tamar, can we talk about Tyler Stevenson? Yeah. I want to talk about Tyler Stevenson tomorrow. We won't we'll do talk it today. We'll talk on the show. It's our show tomorrow. But tomorrow. Four days of our show. But Tyler Stevenson, I'm, again, we'll talk about Post? it tomorrow. Me? Big League Paul. I Listen, they don't want to see my ugly mug up here. You got, you got to have Paulie on the, on the, on the seat. They want Paul. They want. They want. Paul. They also want Reed. They don't want. They don't want. They the love variety. Reed. They love Paul. Should we do a rock paper scissors live and watch the chat react to who hosts it? Yes. We have, we have four days. It's gonna be. We're gonna have to rotate through. Also, do yeah. I have a job? Do have we confirmed that? Who put that poll out? Yeah, Elliot. We were having a meeting after this. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound good. My God. <laughs> Where are we going to lunch? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But seriously. All right, where are we going to lunch? Please don't rain later today. Beatrice. Throw uh, Chipotle on there. Sonic. No. Yes. Right. Yes. No. God. Put Firehouse back on. I love Firehouse. Oh, yeah. You had a great Firehouse experience. I did. That was Not a stick. It was actually a good place. Good. Also, can I say something? Yeah, I mean, you have I'm a microphone. I'm, I'm really nervous about Z Brazilianaires this week. Oh no! I'm I'm con I'm concerned. I'm gonna do really bad again. It's not it's not good. It's you not been good. You didn't do that bad last week. Yeah, but I started off two and zero. I'm concerned. Every Monday, I'm just gonna start with a shower of shame All for the rest of my days here. I'm concerned. It's okay. I'm concerned. You did it to yourself. <laughs> it's you true. You did it to yourself. If I win, if I win this week, can I have a hug, Reed? Sure. Reed says he's gonna hug me, guys. All laid up. Put it on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I haven't yet to go. Are we just going to go there? We haven't been there yet. We got a we? wheel. Oh, we got the wheel. Got the wheel. Put Gold Star on there. Is Gold Star on Noville there? Noville Mafia. Gold Star. Man, Drew Garrison doesn't like firehouse subs. But yeah, if we go, yeah, I don't know why. If we go to Gold Star, I want to go to that one that looks like a shack down the road. <laughs> that one's the most disgusting Gold Star I've ever I want to go in. I want to you see. You can't it. go in; it's drive-through only. We're gonna we're so gonna sit wanna, outside then. You want to hear a Hamilton story, like a true Hamilton story? It doesn't come from me; it comes from my friends. Too. Yes. He walked into that uh, Gold Star when he was a kid, and he goes into the bathroom, and there was a homeless person taking a shower in the <laughs> in, in the sink. He said he just walked in there, there was an old man butt-ass naked in the Gold Star bathroom, <laughs> washing himself. Uh, All right, we'll uh, spin yeah, one. Can't make up stuff. Taco Bell's been eliminated. That's fine. I have a love-hate relationship right now with Taco Bell. I just hate it. It's disgusting. They got rid of the quesarito. It's gone downhill. Here we go. Cheesy Gordita Crunch is like five bucks. Skyline, you've been eliminated. It's your guy, Reed. I made a, 
a crackhead version of a Cholito last night. I made, I got home and made hamburger helper yeah. for me and the wife, and I put the hamburger helper in a tortilla, and it was incredible. You know, we're off to a good start here. There's some, there's some L's still up on the board, but we're off to a good start. Are you a chef, Reed? Are you a good cook? I love cooking. Yes, okay. I, am a, I am a good cook. All right. <laughs> we had to put Reed makes us lunch one of these times then. would love to make you guys lunch. Mm. If I'm still here. Yeah, you want to try and pronounce that? Noki. What, Ganoki? Get out of here. Stop. Ooh. Oh, brutal. Lost Chipotle. They were going to be out of meat anyway. <laughs> Probably true. I like the colors up there. Green, yeah. yellow, blue. I was just I thinking like the same thing. AJ Worth says, Reed was just talking about how he's a good cook, and he put hamburger helper in a tortilla last night. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a college stoner. I want a Jersey Mike's. Culver's, you're gone. See ya. Smell ya. You've been eliminated. Oh, oh no. Which is it? Culver's. Oh. That is like right down the middle. I really want it to be Sonic. <laughs> wow. She spoke that into existence. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Sonic is hanging around entirely too long. Reed serving lunch would be like attending a male version of Hooters. <laughs> PB's ghost, man. You want me to snap him out of here, Reed? See you, Keep Sonic. moving. See I'll you snap Sonic. him. No, I like PB's ghost. <laughs> okay, I won't snap. Can we stop giving Mouse Cop chat winner of the week? He's a Browns fan. What are we doing? Yeah, but he's too what? good. He's a Browns Mouse fan? Cop is, yes. Mouse Cop is too good. No, I thought he was a Bears fan. He's a Browns fan. What's he's left no. here? He's saying no. No, he was saying no because Sonic got eliminated. So this is for the win. Burger King, Firehouse. Firehouse. I love either one of those. I hate one of them. Here we go. Oh, it's Firehouse. 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 Nice. nice. That's a good win. Mouscop, do you want to defend if you're a Browns fan or not? Or do you He's probably out? typing out a long message right now. Because I'm pretty sure he is a Browns fan. <laughs> I thought he said he was a Bears fan, but maybe he is a Browns fan. I can't believe he's a Browns fan. I am not really a football guy. Yep. It's a Bears and Browns. Yeah, okay. So, oh, Bears and Browns. Okay. Oh, well. So, we, keep, <laughs> we have let Mousecop create a dynasty in the chat power rankings. And he is the football version of me. He roots for the Browns. Yeah, but I don't. The stinky franchise. That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm hurt. I put my faith and trust in Mouse Cop. Yeah, you guys I keep, no, keep voting no him. Mouse Paul, Cop's my you guy. you keep defending the Browns fan over there. Mouse Cop's my guy. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm. Even Mouse despite Cop, the Browns fan? Not gonna, I ride with Mouse Cop. I mean, he says no for, he's not. I, no questions at this time. He, say, he says he's not much of a football guy. So it's probably one of those things That's like fair. if the Browns could get it together. Maybe. It's probably like which team is better. He'll root for them. I'm not even They're mad. Right I'm just hurt. I'm just sad. I'm just sad that he's a Browns and a Bears fan. Like, yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you? Do I think that? he's maybe he's from Chicago. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Up north, rooting for the Browns, Reds, and Muskies. Mm. It's a tough life. See you guys.